Okay, let's begin our discussion. Parshas Vayetze. Parshas Vayetze, Tavshin Pei Aleph. As we get into the Shvatim, we are now transferring from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov till the Shvatim. If everybody also could remember just to mute so that uh, we're all uh, on the same page. And uh, in that way, um, we'll get into the 11 Shvatim, 11 out of 12 <laughs> that are born in this week's Parsha. We go from Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, the Avos, to the Parshas of the Shvatim. We start off with the first Pasuk. The first Pasuk and the first Rashi, or the second Rashi, says the Pasuk, Yaakov left from Beersheba. He went to Haran. He was running away from his brother who wanted to, uh, <laughs> wanted to kill him. Um, we spoke about, um, in past years, uh, the Maharal at the beginning of the Parsha, but, but for now, let's go to the Rashi. It should have just said he came to Haran. Why does it have to repeat where he came from? We already know at the end of the previous parsha, the end of the previous parsha, it already says that he went to Padan Aram. Padan Aram, he already left. So why does it repeat it? So Ella Rashi tells us, Osa The Yitzia, when a tzaddik leaves a place, it makes an impression. His loss is felt. Shebizman tzaddik ba'ir, when a tzaddik is in the city, hu hoda, hu ziva, hu ahadra. The city has royalty and glory and, and shine. Yatsamisham, when the tzaddik leaves, panahoda, panaziva, panahadara. When a tzaddik leaves a city, it's felt. It's felt. The, the roshem that is no longer there is felt. Says the clay yakar. We don't have such a remez by Avram and Yitzchak. Only by Yaakov. <laughs> When Avram left and he came to Eretz Yisrael, it doesn't say he left and he made a Roshan when Avram left Eretz, when uh, left uh, Aram Naharayim or Charon, wherever he was coming from. When Yitzchak left and he went to Grar, it doesn't say that, Osa Roshem. So why Dafka here? So says the Klayakar, one of two options. One of two options. V'yesh panim l'kan l'kan. Ki What's the Chiddush Dafka of Yaakov Avinu? That it says Vayetze. Number one, ki Avram b'Yitzchak lo hinichu b'makom shahalchu misham tzadik kemosam. When Avram and Yitzchak left, of course there were no tzadikim where they were leaving from. Where did Avram leave from? Terach and his chevra. Where did Yitzchak leave from? Pshita shitziyasav osaroshim. Of course, of course there was a roshim. There was no more tzadikim there. There's no chiddush to say that when Avram and Yitzchak left, of course they made a roshim. But Yaakov. Yitzchak and Rivka, he left them. They were there. Maybe I would have thought that when Yaakov left, it wasn't such a big deal because Yitzchak and Rivka, there was plenty of Ruchnius there. When Yaakov left, okay, but there was plenty of Ruchnius there already. Yaakov's leaving wasn't such a big deal. Kamash Malan, it was a very big deal. Kamash Malan, it was a very big deal. That's one shot. We're going to talk about that a little more, and then we'll get back to the second shot um, in a little bit. If you look in the H. Tamid, he explains a little deeper, maybe a little differently, but maybe this is a little deeper. On this thought, line 11, in source number 2, Mavur Bazeh, Sheitziyasosho Yaakov Astaroshem Kivan Shad Ata Hayubamakam Gimel Tzadikim. Yitzchak Rivka Yaakov. Up until now, there were three Tzadikim in the place. Uleyachar Tziyasosho Yaakov and only two. But maybe it's not just quantitative. Maybe it's not just a question of three became two. 
יש לומר באופן שונה. Why did Yaakov make a Roshem even though Yitzchak and Rivka were left there? Was not because three to two stam. But, such a beautiful thought. Every tzaddik is unique. Every tzaddik serves Hashem differently. So if there were five and they became four, that's just five became four. That one, that one zavoda is no longer there. Because everyone has a unique way of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ve'nadoma avodas Hashem shall call tzaddik v'tzaddik. L'kol echad yesh has a yichudius shalo. Everyone has his uniqueness in serving. V'kol echad miyuchad b'dvarim acherim. And everyone excels in a different way. K'moshe matzinu. Turning over, shemidaso shel Yitzchak higvura, umidaso shel Yaakov hi emes, v'chulu, and everybody has their own unique way. V'kivan shekolecha yeshlo asaderach avoda apratis hamiyuchedes shelo. Since everyone has their own unique way of serving Hashem, im kain when Yaakov left, of course it made a roshem, because it wasn't just a cumulative. Now there was less. He doesn't quote it, but remember the Gemara at the end of Tainus. The Gemara that in the future, all the tzaddikim are going to be around in a circle in Olam Haba, in Gan Eden, Hashem's going to be in the middle, and everybody's going to be toiting to the middle. Ze Hashem kevinu lo. And the Bali Musr point out that a circle means every point on the circle is needed. If you're missing one point on the circle, then the whole circle is lacking. Every single point of the circle has a different view of the center. Right, one's viewing it from the top, one from the bottom, one from the side, one from the diagonal. And that's every tzaddik, Savodas Hashem, is unique. Im Kain, Sheitsiaso Shal Yaakov, Minamakom, Osa Roshim, Kivan Shepanahoda, Ziva, Hadra, Vachulu. And the fact that Yitzchak and Rivka was still there didn't, didn't make up the fact that Yaakov wasn't there. Because every tzaddik has a special connection and a special idea. And that's also related to, again, it's every avoda, every Jew. Every Jew serves HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a unique way. And there's no being mashlim. <laughs> when one Jew is lost, when one Jew leaves, there's no being mashlim really in that way. And he quotes a number of sources related to this. That it's every, every tzaddik is unique. He quotes the Gemara Meseches Megillah, towards the end of Megillah, Mevatlan Talmud We stop learning Torah to go to a Leviah. To carry v'tani atishim ribo, and if somebody was a was a was a tamar chacham, he taught Torah. Six hundred thousand. If there aren't six hundred thousand people at the levaya, that means you should go to the levaya. Why? The Gemara says, just like Torah was given, so too now it was taken. Just like it was given with six hundred thousand, so too it should be taken with six hundred thousand. and he asks. Before the Torah was given, there was no such thing as Torah. So you have to make a big deal. You have to have 600,000 people there. But when it was taken, there was Torah before, there was Torah afterwards. What's the parallel between the giving of the Torah and the taking of the Torah by one tzaddik? The Torah is still here. There they went from zero, no Torah to yes Torah. When a tzaddik dies, there was yes Torah before, there was yes Torah afterwards. The answer is no. No, there's, there's a lack of Torah. 
when any one tzaddik leaves, there, their chalik is missing. Their chalik is lacking. Our faces look different, our minds think differently. Everybody thinks differently, everybody learns differently. Sometimes you'll hear the same thought expressed by three different rabbis and three different svarim, and they're all expressed differently. Depends if they have this type of bent and that type of bent. And therefore, yeah, just like the Torah was given, so too when the Torah is taken. The Torah, the Olam was mafsid chelko shaloso chacham. V'darkom yuchedes b'Torah nilu legamre. And there's no tachlif. And there's no tachlif for that. And therefore, that's what we have to recognize. So when Yaakov left, it wasn't that, okay, Yitzchak and Rivka was still there. There was no more Yaakov. And again, we could apply that to every Jew. Every Jew has his own uniqueness. Right? The Gemara, the Mishnah in Sanhedrin. Bishvili nivra ha'olam. Every Jew, every person. Every person is unique and carries with him an avoda that no one else has. And therefore, that's what we have to recognize. The Oser Roshim of Yaakov. The uniqueness of every, of every individual. <laughs> okay. Going back now to the second shot of the Klayakar. The Klayakar had a second idea. Right? Why does it have to tell us that Yaakov owes a Roshim? What, Avram Yitzchak didn't make a Roshim? So the first job was there was no Chiddush by Avram Yitzchak. But here there was a Chiddush. V'yesh lafarech le'idach gisa. So he says on line 10, the opposite. Lomar, shedafka yitziyaso, shel Yaakov asa Roshim. Avalo yitziyas Avram Yitzchak. Dafka, not obviously the other two and this one, even. No, Davka Yaakov made a Roshim. Why? Lefisha hema halchu im kol b'nei beisam. V'lo nishar b'makom shum tzadik. Exactly the opposite. Ah, what, you think uh, the people in uh, Terach's family and neighborhood were upset when Avram left? Great! Didn't make a Roshim. They were very happy about it. When Yitzchak left Eretz Kenan to go to Gerar, there was nobody that even noticed that Yitzchak left. They were very happy. They were like thorns. They fought with them. Now, if there's a place that Tzadikim is there and then it's Tzadik leaves, that makes a Roshem. So Yitzchak and Rivka realized that Yaakov left. When Avram left, when Yitzchak left, it didn't make a Roshem. We have to make sure that we are the people. We are the types of groups that recognize Ruchnius. And when there's something Ruchani, we recognize when it's there, we recognize when it's not there. So we learn the messages from both. The uniqueness of the person leaving and the messages that we have to have in the groups that we find ourselves in as well. Okay. That gets us moving into Parshas Vayetzeh. The following thought we did, I think, 11, 12 years ago. I think maybe the 13, the first year of the year. We haven't done it since. So I thought we would do it again because it's such an important and basic thought from Yaakov Kamenetsky. Many, many are familiar with it. He writes this four or five times in his Sefer Ambracious. But here, I think, is one of the most central where he discusses the Rashi, discusses the Rashi on the second Pasuk in the Parsha. Pasuk says, Vayifka b'amakom, 
Yaakov comes to the place. What does that mean? Vayifka b'amakom. The Gemara in Chulin talks about it. He left. He realizes he passed the place where his forefathers David. He went back. Fitzas haderech. The whole discussion. He has his dream. Vayifka b'amakom. Mayolin sham kivashemesh. The sun went down. The sun went down quickly. Chazal tell us. Vayikach meavnei makom. Vayasem rasho sav. He takes from the stones. And vayishka b'amakom. Who he slept in that spot. He slept in that spot. And Chazal pick up on what does it mean in that spot? B'amakom ahu. So Rashi quotes, Lashen Miut. It's excluding. Bo so makom shachav. He slept at that moment. Aval yud dalet shanim shashimish bebeis ever lo shachav balayla shahia osik batorah. He didn't sleep in all the years, in the 14 years that he was in ever. Shame was uh, passed. Right? As long as he was in Beis Ever, he was in yeshiva learning. He didn't sleep. He slept, he slept now. Those 14 years. Great. Says the Emes Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Yaakov Avinu was really away for 36 years. He was away for 36 years before he came back. He was 20 years, um, 22 years um, in um, by base Lavan, and the 14 years uh, when he was in Yeshiva. 36 years. 14 years in the base Medrash of Shem Ve'ever, and then another 22 years in base Lavan. Chazal say that he was punished for the 22 years being away from his parents, 22 years that Yosef was away from him. Mita Kenegin Mita. Again, he was running for his life. It's a little hard to understand. right? He, and his parents told him to go away. So maybe it's not even, it's not even a punishment as much as a result. He couldn't fulfill the mitzvah of Kibbutz Avaim for 22 years. So again, we can't fathom. Yos is on it's on a, a certain level that's beyond us. But but this is what Chazal say. And that's why Yosef Neder Mibesu Esrim Mishana Shana Shtayim Shana should be Aval Arbaas Rei Shana Aver. But he was only punished for the 22 years in the house of Lavan. He wasn't punished for the 14 years in Yeshiva. Right, that's what it seems. Why wasn't he punished for those 14 years? It must be those were so needed that wasn't considered a, considered a hisrashlos. That wasn't considered a weakening. He needed to go there. He needed to go there. And that wasn't the lack of kibbut aveim. Because he needed to go there to develop to, to who he was. And the question answered Yaakov is what he learned there. Why Dafka was he not punished? What was so crucial for him to learn in the base Medrash of Aver that he hadn't learned all his life? He was a Yoshev Ohalim. That's how he's been described all his life until now. Anam Zetamua, line 16. Tara Yaakov is Bancha Yasim Mersheva Ayuban Shisha Mishalosh. He was already 63 years old when he left. Hodlama Torim Avram Zakeno Gilchameshisrei. He learned Torah with Avraham. Though we don't have that mafurish in Chazal, I don't think, and in the text for sure, right? In the Chazal, Rav Soloveitchik pointed this out, the first grandfather that had a relationship with his grandchildren, we know, at least in the text, is, of course, Yaakov and, and Ephraim and Menashe. But Avram and Yaakov, we don't have a specific uh, pasuk about. But anyway, he learned, and then he learned with Yitzchak Avinu. So what do you have to learn more for? Maduim kenayad kolkach nachutz liyakov achshav. 
And what does parents say? Rivka says, go to Lava. And what does he do? He takes a 14-year detour. 14-year detour. Those are the years that he should be punished for. What, the 22 years that he went to, to Lava and he did exactly what he was supposed to do? But no, those years he was punished for. <laughs> the 14 years on the way, he wasn't. Yeah, of course, he became great in Torah. What's this like? He gives a mashal. Please, son, go to the store for me. And on the way to the store, I stop at the base bedrooms for a couple of weeks. And then I come back, I'm like, oh, here, dad, here's what you wanted. How could he do that? His father told him to go. So it's great to learn Torah, but how could you, how could you take that? How could you take that uh, responsibility to do something that your father didn't ask? So why wasn't he punished for those years? What do you have to learn? Why do you have to know? Let's think about, says Rabbi Yaakov, what did they learn in Beis Medr Shem Ve'ever? So, maybe... Maybe, arguably, the most mysterious place in all the Torah. I mean, what other place is more mysterious than Beis Medrash of Shem Ve'ever? Wherever it was. There's this cave in Sfat that they say, oh, that was the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever. I don't know how they got there, but, uh, okay. What'd they learn there? We know, every time somebody in, in Sefer Bereshit disappears, they're in the Beis Medrash of Shem Ve'ever. Where did Yitzchak go after the Akedah? Oh, Beis Medrash of Shem Ve'ever. Where did Yaakov, with the 14 mysterious years, Beis Medrash of Shem Ve'ever. What, what do they do there? So Tzrichim Ikodim Lohaven is a Torah Miuchedes. Shenil Modav Beis Medrash Shel Shem Ve'Ever. We have to understand what they learned there. Shai Sashona Behachlet Mitarasim Shel Avram BeYitzchak. It was very different than what was taught in Avram's house and Yitzchak's house. The Beis Medrash Shem Shel Ha'avos. Top of the next column. Lamdu Torah BeMadrega Gadol BeYoser Shel Emuna Avodas Hashem. Emuna Avodas Hashem. Mechusanim Legamrei. Mehasviva Bachutz. Mechusanim is a very popular word these days. Right? Chisun is a vaccine. Right? Mechusanim legamre. They were totally protected from the outside world. They weren't mushpa. And that's why Yishmael was mitzachek. You have to get him out of here. It was about being a Jew in a safe environment. That's what Avram and Yitzchak taught. That's not what was learned in Shem Ve'ever. When did Shem Ve'ever live? Shem, the son of Noach. He did not have such hospitable surroundings for Ruchnius. Shenifla mi daramabol. Nitsa lo rachmi mea mabol. Olagami svivasam shal anshi daramabol. Imagine what he grew up with, what he saw. And Aver. Aver was lived and born during the Daraflaga. Imagine the kfira that he lived through. Ratulivnos migdal rosha bashamayim. Avahulo nishaf imam nishar bitzikuso. Shem Ve'ever survived being a strong monotheist where there are surroundings that are dangerous. Where a Jew in Gullus, that's what, or a, there wasn't Jew, I mean, it was starting to be Jews, but Shem and Ever themselves were not Jewish. It was about being a strong Ben Adam Oved Hashem in surroundings that are dangerous. Avram and Yitzchak couldn't teach Yaakov what he needed to know because they never experienced it. Okay, Avram grew up. 
But once Abraham recognized Hashem, say so he was by himself, he went out to be to teach and Yitzchak, but he never lived there for years, having to be strong. And Yaakov now, now we understand. His parents tell him, go to Lavan. Go to Lavan? I need to go to Shem Ve'ever first. That's part of the Tzivli. That's an obvious, implicit condition that my parents would want me to do. Right, the old made a mister, remember the old made a party, the wedding? Not one person gave it away. Then he switched the wives. They all were in on it. How could I be in the sviva of the wicked, of of a people who trick and still stay in Tam and Yashar? And that's why he went to Beis Medrashem Be'ever now. He went there. His father says, his parents say to go to live with Lavan. The only way he could survive by Lavan is if he takes a break for 14 years. In the base matters of Shem Be'ever. If you can't say, I don't want you to go. The only way he could say that is if he stops off and takes a break. Not a break, a preparation. Preparation in Bismedushem Ve'ever. I think he, does he give the mushal again? Somewhere he gives the mushal again. It's like, give the mushal, I'm just trying to look for it, one second. Gives the mushal again. It's not like your father, you know, says, you know, go to the store. Oh yeah, on the bottom, on the bottom. Go buy me a lulav and esrog. So the son goes and studies about lulav and esrog before he goes to buy it. That's the mushal. Not that go to the store and they take a break to go to the base bedrash. Go buy me a lulav and esrog. So the son studies, okay, let me study so I could do what my father wants in the best way possible. And that's why he was being mekayim, going to those 14 years. Why wasn't he punished for those 14 years? Because he was being mekayim, kibbutz in the most direct way. He was fulfilling their tzivoy. Top of the next page. Adaraba, if the child goes to study the halachas, who mekayim is a mitzvah bishleimusa, ubihidura. If he wouldn't go study the halachas, it wouldn't be a mitzvah. And now he even adds, because this is a vart that you could say over Parshas Vayeshev as well. Yaakov needed this Torah. It so fits in perfectly. What does it say in Vayeshev? Yaakov, Yisrael, Av, as Yosef, Mikol, Banavki, Ben Zakunim, Ulo. What is Ben Zakunim? Okay, it can't mean some of Rishonim say. The child that he had in his young, in his old age, because Binyamin's younger. What's Ben Zakunim? Rashi, quoting Unkelis, Bar Chakimule. He was the wise son. What he learned with Shem Ve'ever, he gave over to Yosef. What do you mean? What about what he learned with Avram and Yitzchak? No, Dafka Shem Ve'ever, because Yosef needed that on some on some subconscious level. Yaakov knew that Yosef was going to need this. And that's why Dafka, he gave him this Torah. Yaakov needed this Torah. Yosef, it wasn't, wasn't about being jealous. Why didn't he give this to the other sons? The other sons weren't going to need it. At least at this stage. That's exactly the point. Yaakov 
And Yaakov was getting them ready. And Yosef was the one. And that's why he was muhrak to give him over. Torah Hagolus. Torah Shem Ve'ever. How to be a Jew. How to be a strong Jew. In Golus. In surroundings that are not so comfortable for for um, for Yiddishkeit and for following Halacha. And again, this is a message that we need to find wherever we are, wherever we are. We don't have full Geula yet. If all Jews aren't connected to Hashem, we're still in Golis. right? If we think about it, we're getting into the Hanukkah mode, right? We know that Sefer Daniel talks about the four Golios. Daniel has a vision of four animals coming out of the sea. The four Golios, right? Golis Bavel. Gullus Parasumadai, Gullus Yavan, and Gullus Edom. And usually we define Gullus as an exile. So we realize that by three out of four of them, the first one, right, Bavel, destroyed the base of Migdash, exiled us outside, to outside of Eretz Yisrael. Second one, Parasumadai, we were, we were outside of Eretz Yisrael. At the end of that, we were allowed to go back. Korish gave us permission. The third Gullus was Gullus Yavan. Fourth Gullus, destroyed the base of Migdash, Edom. The third Gullus Yavan. That's amazing. It was a. It's called Galus Yavan, though we had a base Amigdash. We had a base Amigdash. We were in Yerushalayim, we're in the middle of the base Amigdash. We we weren't functioning properly, but that's also called Galus, because Galus doesn't only mean physically, geographically exiled, but if we're not connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that itself is an exile, and that's the Galus of Yavan, and that's what we celebrate on Hanukkah, our rededication and reconnection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But again, we're still. If there's a Jew out there. If there's a child out there that's uninspired, so that's still a Bechina of Gullus. And again, there's so much out there in our day and age, all over, all over the internet, in our homes, that we need the Torah of Shem Ve'ever. Had to be a strong Jew in uncomfortable surroundings, and that was the message of our Rashi, and that's the message of the Rashi in Parshas Vayeshev as well. Okay. One Hasidisha one-liner. In source number seven. One little vart. Again, a drush on the Pasik of the Malachim. Vayachalom, he has the dream in a sulam, Mutzav Artsa. <coughs> the sulam, right, the sulam, the only time that word appears in all of Tanakh. Sulam, Mutzav Artsa, Roshom Hagia And the top of the ladder goes all the way to heaven. Malachim are going up and Malachim are going up and down. Again, much has been said about this Pasik, but if you look here in the Kemosi Shalarav, he quotes from the Mahariats. He quotes as follows. Vahainu. There's a remez in this Pasik to the high levels that man could reach. Vahainu kiloa kadishbarachu, hitzik ala aretz asulam hamadregos. All of life are ladders. All of life is ladders. Right? We go up, we go down. Sometimes we like to express it as an escalator. Not even a ladder, an escalator, a going down escalator. So if you're not going up, we know which way we're going. We're always moving. We're always moving. But <laughs> life is a bunch of ladders. The ladder, we could get as close on Kisi HaKovid. Until HaKadosh Even closer and higher than the angels. Right? Rashi quotes that in Parshas Balak. Right? We could be closer and higher than the, the angels don't move. The angels are created as is. Ulam calls us, but we could be higher than the angels depending on what we do. Bitznai Shadam Yizkar Tamid. 
As long as we remember our chova. As long as we remember what we're supposed to do in life. So it's all totally on us. Are we going to be higher or lower than the malachim? It's totally on us. It's totally on us. It's up to us how high we get. That's the a deeper level of understanding. A person can be lifted up, even higher. And if not, the Malachim are going to be higher than us. And that's what's Merubah in the Pasuk. Klomar, Olim V'yardim, Ha'aliyah V'ayiridashem Malachim. The level of Malachim is totally on us. Are we going to be higher than the Malachim or lower than the Malachim? It's totally on man. Olim V'yardim, Bo. On him, that's what it's totally on. That's that vart on that pasuk. Okay, if we have one Hasidish vart, let's have one halachic thought. Try to balance it out as we started off the shir tonight. Everybody has their unique thought. There is a thought from Yosef Engel. Yosef Engel, one of the greats, one of the most amazing people. More people should be aware of his Torah and one of the encyclopedic minds. He was Nifter about 1910 or so. Unbelievable Svarim. So they put together, he never wrote something on Chumash that we have, uh, but they put together the Teferis Yosef, which is his thoughts on um, Al-Derach HaTorah. I think they have it on Bereshit and Shmos. And they, um, he has the following thought from his commentary on Yerushalmi, but he has it on the Pasuk in the beginning of the Parsha. Vayirav Yomar. Yaakov Avinu wakes up from his dream and says, Wow, Manorah HaMakom This place is awesome, literally, in the proper usage of that word. Full of awe. Manorah hamakom hazeh. Ein zeki in beis alokim, v'zeh shar ha-shamayim. Ein zeki in beis alokim, v'zeh shar ha-shamayim. So we've quoted in the past, a thought, is it a bias, is it a shar? But there's an interesting discussion in the Gemara in Mesechah Zvachim. The Gemara tells us in Mesechah Zvachim that we usually have the principle, we know, we're familiar with the principle of ase dochelos ase. If you have a mitzvah zaseh and a mitzvah lo zaseh, and they overlap, tzitzes and kilayim, if I'm wearing tzitzes with, with shatnes, it's okay, you can do the aseh and push off the lo zaseh. Some of the big kahuna, the avnet, has shatnes in it. Others too. But the avnet, the belt. So the coin is allowed to wear it. That's the rule. That's the rule. But there is a rule the Gemara says in Zvachim, and that's how you work it out based on what I just said, is a question. But the Yisod is, in the Beis HaMikdash, you don't say, Asi Dochalosase. Ain Asi Dochalosase B'Mikdash. You have to come up with a different shot about the Avnet. But Ain Asi Dochalosase B'Mikdash. And the question of Yosef Engel deals with is why? why? Why is the Beis HaMikdash different? Why do you say, Ain Asi Dochalosase B'Mikdash? So it says to Yosef Engel, the Meshachachma says the same thing in Parsha Zosa Bracha. Two of the greats, Really, they overlap. They live about the same time. But we'll see it from Yosef Engel. He says it's based on the Ramban. I didn't give you the Ramban. I'll read you the Ramban. The Ramban is in Parshas Yisro, where the Ramban deals with the question of what's the Svara for Asi Dochalosa say? Yosef Engel summarizes it. But the Ramban deals with it. Usually we think a Losa say is worse. To do an Avera, there's Malchus, there's punishments, not to do a Mitzvah. So why do we say Asi Dochalosa say anyway? Says the Ramban in Parshas Yisro. 
Why? Why? Avas Hashem is greater than Yiras Hashem. Mitzvahs say flow from Avas Hashem. Love of Hashem, so I'm going to do it. I love somebody, so I'm going to act for them. That's Avas Hashem. Not violating a say is Yiras Hashem. Yira, I'm in awe, I'm scared, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. say Ava is greater than Yira. That's the Ramban's law shown in uh, Parshas Yisro. I'll read it to you. Kimidas zachar ramzu b'mitzvah saseh. V'hu ha-yotzeh mimidas ha-ava. V'hu l'midas ha-rachamim. Ki ha-oseh mitzvah sadonav. If I do the mitzvah of my master, ahuvlo. V'adonav merachem alav. U'midas shomar b'mitzvah lo saseh. V'hu l'midas ha-din v'yotzeh mimidas ha-yira. That's yiras Hashem. Ki ha-nishmar me-asos davar hara. Be'ene adonav yare oseh. If I'm fearful of violating the rutzon of my master, that's yira. That's the beautiful Ramban. Avat Hashem is greater than Yiras Hashem, and therefore, Asi Dochalosase. Says Rabbi Yosef Engel, based on that, what does our Pasuk say? Manorah Hamakom Hazeh. There's one place in the universe that their Mora plays a central role. Mora even more than Ava. Yes, there are miracles in the Beis HaMikdash, as the Mishnah tells us in Perkei Avos. But what we have to remember, there's a separate mitzvah daraisa called Mora Mikdash. The Beis HaMikdash has to be a place of awe. It has to be a place where we feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right, he quotes the Gemara, right, that we know, those are the father of the Shir, right, the, the Gemara tells us, HaKel Moshe Rabbeinu said all those four words, and the Nevi'im, Knocked off a word each time until Yermio says. He didn't say Nora because there was, there was a Kherban. There was no Beis HaMikdash. So you see, Nora, Mora, has to do with the Beis HaMikdash. Manora Makomazeh. In the Beis HaMikdash, Yira is primary. And if Asi Dochalosa says based on Ava is greater than Yira, you don't say that in the Beis HaMikdash. Ain Asi Dochalosa says Mikdash. Because there, Yira is what's primary. Yira is what we focus on. That's what he says towards the bottom. Bialkain line thirteen. Ain Sham Adifus La Ava Alayira Kivan de Sham Madrega Sayira. Vlachin ain a yira nitres ava vidok and he says that's that's something special. So we have a Hasidish of art and we have a Halachic sharp blundus thought. Try to have a little of everything in these um, in these Yira. Good. Let's continue now. There's so much in Vayetze, again, Mamish, a jam-packed Parsha, as every Parsha is. But let's get into some of the some of the discussion of Yaakov. Yaakov comes and greets Rachel before the Shvatim. And what does he do? What does Yaakov do when he first greets Rachel? Perek, Chavtes, Pasig, Yud, Aleph. Kasherah Yaakov is Rachel, Baslavan, Achimo, Baslavan, Achimo. He comes close to her, Vayogel, Seven. He takes off the stone, Vayashk, and he gives to water. Vayishak Yaakov, Rachel, he gives her a kiss. Vayisaz kolo, vayefk. And he cries. Very unusual reaction that we would have. You finally meet the woman that you're going to want. To, you're going to want. You, you have some Ruach Kodesh. You want her to be your wife, and you start crying. And it doesn't sound like it's a happy cry. Vayisaz kolo is usually not associated with happiness. Vayefk. So Rashi already tells us, Rashi gives two pshatim. Number one, Vayef, that bothered Chazal. Right, Chazal bothered. Why is he crying here? What's he upset about? Vayef, lefi 
Sherzapa Baruch HaKodesh, She'ena Nechneses Imolikfura. He saw that he would not be Zoche to be buried with her. He saw. That's it. Right? There's a special connection of a husband and wife even in death. Even in death. Right? He wouldn't be very next to her, and that hurt him, and that bothered him. That pained him. Number two, a little more gashmi. <laughs> he came empty-handed. He didn't have anything to give her. But imagine you go somewhere, even just going somewhere for Shabbos. Here, you go and show up, and you come to get engaged to your wife. And it wasn't engaged, but like, you have nothing. No ring, no flowers, nothing. Hi, I'm here. Yaakov says, what? Amar, Eliezer, Eved, Avi, Abba. Eved, the servant of my grandfather. nothing. Why did he have nothing? We know. Elifa was running after Yaakov because Esav told him to find him to kill him. But because he grew up in Yitzchak's house, that was his, his grandfather. He said, how can I kill him? How can I kill him? Yaakov says, you know, this kibbut av and kibbut sabah to take my money is ki'ilu on death. Okay, fine. So these are the two days. Seems like very different days. Very different days. Either he wasn't Zoh, he won't be Zoh to be buried with her. Or number two, he won't, he didn't have enough uh, presents to give her. Says the bear Yosef. Rabbi Yosef be salant. Maybe there's something deeper here about the cries. Afshar, he says, and also, why did he cry out loud? So be quiet about it. What's the kol rum? What's the kol rum here? So he says, there's inyan amok. Not just that he wasn't going to be zochah to be buried with her and it was a personal pain. He saw why she wasn't going to be buried with him. Why wasn't she going to be Zohar? As we know, Rashi quotes at the beginning of Ayachi. When they went to Gullus during Bayes uh, Rishon, what did it say there? She cries out loud. Kol Birama Nishma. Yaakov cried Bekal Ram. Bayi says Kolo. Nishma Nehi Bechi Samrurim. Barah. He saw how Rachel cried out loud. So he cried. He cried too. He didn't cry just on the personal pain of not being buried next to Rachel. He cried for his descendants. He cried for the gullus and the pain. Ala gullus al Bechiyas of Shal Rachel. Bini Bechi Samrurim. Bacha Yaakov Gamkin Bekal Gadol. You see the godless of the Kedusha of Yaakov already in the first meeting. Right in this first meeting, he already was thinking about, about generations down the road. Generations, he was already off in, this, in the heavens. And that's what he was thinking about. Aye, what about, what about the second shot of Rashi? That's how maybe he explained to Rachel why he was crying. He didn't want to pain her. He didn't want her. She was very young at this time. Very young at this time. But he suggests maybe that's what he told her. Be'emes towards the end. Iker ha'bechia. Ha'isa al zeh she'ina nechnesa zimolukvura. 
Commotion is buyer, Shu Gamal Siba Shibiglawa Loti Gabrimo. So he says, I don't have any presents. Okay. But that's a Yaakov Avinu. He's worried about his, his concerns and he's feeling for his children, for his grandchildren, for the future generations. And that's why he was, and that's why he was crying. Okay. Moving right along. So what happens? Perek Chavtes. Pasach Chafalf. Yaakov loves Rachel. He says, Lavan, come on. It's time. V'yavod Yaakov Rachel Sheva Shanim. V'yu benef ki yom machadim babasa osa. Yom machadim, we spoke years ago about the Malbim on this Pasach, how time went faster, not time went shorter. V'yomer Yaakov Lavan. Pasach Chafalf. Hava ezishti. Could I please have my wife? Ki malu yamai. Because my days have been filled. V'avoa aleha. Eleha. And I will be with her physically. Lavan says, okay, he gathers everybody and they have the wedding. Ask the Ramban. Ask the great Rishonim. Is this an appropriate way for one of the others to talk? Sounds very crass, we would call it. Could I have my wife so we could have children together? I mean, that's the way you talk. Says Yaakov Avinu. Says the Ramban. The Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar quotes the Ramban. Ain zed derech musur, afki tzadikim, What's happening here? So the Ramban doesn't expand so much on it. We're going to see the words of Rabbeinu Bachai. V'yitachem l'faresh. Ki adibur, this is a perfect example Rabbeinu Bachai tells us, that we read something with our own eyes and trying with our Western hashkafic understanding of words. But we're not in their shoes. Ki adibur azel Yaakov, lo haya mitzana taiva, shohaya bo roa musr. There was nothing negative. Rak mitzana seichol, this is a purely intellectual and spiritual request. V'yadua, she'en hefrish eitzala seichol, b'nevari ha'meshagel ashare varim. To Yaakov, to Avram, to Yitzchak, yes, they were human, yes. But remember what the Rishonim say, Adam and Chava before the Chait, they were naked and they weren't embarrassed because everything was about the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every single limb and organ in my body, every single act that I do is L'Shem Shemayim, to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's it. There's no difference between eating and drinking and a husband being with a wife. There's no difference. It's all part of Avodah Hashem. And to Yaakov Avinu, to be able to bear the children, the Shvatim that he saw in Ruach HaKodesh, that was the goal of life. That was the goal of his, to go from being an Av, to being a Shvatim. Just like faces and hands, Remember Adam and Chava. They weren't embarrassed until they ate from the Eitz Hadas. But the Avos went backwards in time and got back to those levels. There's nothing to wonder about. And that was Rachel and Leah, right? We th- it's not just Yaakov. Remember Rachel and Leah, remember in the, in the, in the Parsha? They're fighting by Yisachar. It's your night to have, be with Yaakov. It's your night to be with Yaakov. What is Rachel and Leah talking about? How can you even talk like that? But the answer is, this was all part of Avodah Hashem for them. All part of Avodah Hashem for them. 
There's a beautiful marshal. I didn't give it to you, but the Nesivas. The Nesivas has a commentary on Shir Hashirim. And in Agdama, to that commentary, he gives a marshal. gives a marshal for this message right here. The marshal, he says, imagine you have a beautiful tower. Beautiful tower. And everybody from all over the world comes to visit this country to view the tower. And it's, a, it's the, the symbol of the whole country. It's beautiful, amazing. And an artist draws a picture and captures the tower. It's so lifelike. He draws this beautiful picture. And then what happens? People look at the picture. They're like, wow, they see the tower. They see the picture. One night, vandals come and scribble and mess up the whole picture. And now people look at the picture and what do they think? They find it hard. All of a sudden, they start thinking, oh, the tower is disgusting. The tower is dirty. The tower, there's something wrong with it. It's inherently impure. Says the Nesivas, this area of life between a husband and a wife, which is something very beautiful and something that is kadosh, it's been sullied by the whole world since we have a Yetzirah, since the Chet of Adam and Chava. But, but to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, it was in that pure, pristine state. This is part of my Avodah Hashem. And therefore he says, Lo haisa kavonas rudifas chas v'shalom, ki avonas ha-mitzvah bilvan kasher yodah b'nevuah. This was part of the Nevuah. That's what Rabbi Bachai says on Yaakov, and that's what Rabbi Bachai says about explaining Yitzchak, uh, Rachel, and Leah, and that's what the Svarno says, Eli Tavo, right, Kisachor Sacharticha, when Leah gave the Dudoyim to Rachel, later in the Parsha, she goes out and tells Yaakov, it's my turn, how could she even talk that way? The answer is, it wasn't anything negative in those days. It was just, this was part of Avodah Hashem, to be Mamid the Shatan, to be Mamid the beginning of of B'nai Yisrael. And that was the Kavanas. And that's what we have to recognize. And again, the Avos and the Imos, yes, they were human, but they were Tzadikim, they were Kamalachim. They were so, in such a state, that everything was B'kdusha Batara. And that's a message for us also, to recognize the Kedusha and the Tara of everything that they were involved in. Okay. One final thought for, for tonight. The same thought... Exact same thought said by two, said by the Chazonish and said by Rav Salvechik. It's a minog. It's a minog. But it's fascinating that they both, two different worlds. The Chazonish and the Stipler, that whole world, and Rav Salvechik. Two different worlds. But they both said the same thing. I've seen it before in Rav Salvechik. <laughs> but I saw at the time of the car of Hankanievsky quotes that the Chazonish says that in the base Medrash in Volazhin, or in his base medrash, in his base medrash, up until Parshas, uh, let's let's just read what he says. Maran Chazonish Tzal Hora Lebal Kore. The base medrash shows you by Parshas Vayetze. You read Yisachar, Yisachar, and the rest of the Torah you read it Yisachar, as the Minaga Olam. Rav Salvechik quotes it as the Minag in Volajin was to read Yisachar until Pinchas and from Pinchas Yisachar. So they both say it's based on the Das of Canaan from the Baliatosis. Well, there's been a, okay. I'm not saying to do this minog. Everybody should follow their minog. I think in most places they just read Yisachar, even Vayetze. But at least this minog from the Baliatosis, the Baliatosis quote that Yisachar gave one, one of the descendants of Yisachar was Yov. And then later on, you don't find Yov, you find Yashuv. There's an extra shin in one of the descendants. Yisachar gave one of the shins to him. Whatever that means. But suggests the time of the cross, suggests the Chazonish, or Salvechik, 
when he was born, he was Yisachar, because he still had the other sin. But Parshas Vayetze, Demari Kishanola Yisachar, Vadayin Kacha Yishmo, Kfisha Karatoleya, call him Yisachar. Mikan Ve'elach, afterwards, then you could call him Yisachar. And Solveitschik said the same idea. Every letter in the Torah has significance. There's no other book that we have in the world written by God. Every letter in the Torah, how do you say it? How do you pronounce it? That's the message. The Radvaz, we've quoted this shuvah in other shiurim. The Radvaz has an amazing shuvah that we know we don't put nekudos in the Torah. We don't put nekudos. makes it harder for the Bali Kriya. But we don't put nekudos. Why don't we put nekudos? To leave it open that there are so many different levels of understanding. Pshat, Remez, Drash, Sod, Yisachar, Yisachar, how do you pronounce it? The Kriya, the Ksiv. There's so much there to leave it open, right? That's one of the tragedies of the Septuagint when they had to translate the Torah to Greek. Right? And that, that's one of the reasons we fast on Asura Bateves, because they took away so much of the meaning when they took it away from its pristine state. So here we have a minug of how to read a word, but it just reflects the magic of the Torah. There's so many different levels of understanding, of reading, of comprehending. You hear it's own that we go as deep and as and appreciate the different levels of the Torah as we celebrate Hanukkah in a couple of weeks. Hanukkah is all about the different levels of Torah Shabbat Peh. And we should be zochah to understand all the levels of the Torah Shabbat that's hidden in the Torah Shabbat Okay, we'll stop here.